0: Live from our sanctum sanctorum in Venice, California. This is the Sixth Sense Society. I'm your host, Krista. Here with our producer, Michael, and today we're thrilled to have back on the show our friend Holly Lindblom, and she uh, runs Holly's Haunts. She's been on the show many times. She's a paranormal investigator who's gone to hundreds of locations, haunted locations around the country. But today we're going to be focused on more local uh, haunts, including Carol King's house and Dak dan Aykroyd's house so i'm pretty excited because i don't know a whole lot about those houses but before we get started michael has a few announcements
1: hi everybody welcome back to our show i'm really glad you guys can tune in or watch it on the recording after if you can't join us live um we've got all kinds of great stuff coming up next week is going to be of course spell it out to start the month where krista will do a free for all on whatever she will talk about um, and we're lining up some really great guests for March, and one in particular, we have an author who's a renowned expert on UFOs for the end of the month, so you guys definitely want to check that out, it's going to be a lot of fun getting to know him. And we're going to do some more shows, I think, on witchcraft and some other cool stuff, too. So get all the information on our website, sixcentsociety.com, S-I-X-T-H, all spelled out. And while you're there, buy us a coffee on Ko-Fi if you can afford to. It sure helps us cover some of our production costs. And But this is definitely a labor of love. We're doing it for you guys. Um, and then, you know, the best thing you can do is to go to YouTube and click like and subscribe. And if you, uh, by the way, if you guys are out and about, if you don't want to watch the video, you can find us as a podcast. Just go to Spotify or Google or wherever you get your podcast and search Sixth Sense Society. We should pop right up. So if you're on the drive home, you can always listen to us as well. So I'm not going to take up any more time. So with that, I'm going to kick it back to you. So take it away, Krista.
0: Great. Thank you, Michael. And welcome. I'm so glad to be back. It's so exciting.
2: It's so much fun to have you.
0: Thank you. You, You've been with us for a while. Years now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's always interesting to see what you're up to. And I know you've been able to go to more places now since things have been lifted. And since like last year, even.
2: I have. I truly have. And I'm getting out more. I'm able to find more local. I'm being a tourist in my own backyard, which is fun.
0: Well, you know, it does seem like this area is full of places to go. That's my impression. Yeah. yeah. You can almost make that your main focus.
2: I've been lately and just um, I'm focused on like the canyons right now. That's what I've been doing is taking my trips around and finding all the haunted places mm-hmm. and trying not to trespass too much. <laughs> <laughs> and being respectful with everything I do.
0: Right. So, I mean, I did notice that some of the ones that you've been looking at recently are very much connected to artists. Do you have a particular connection to artists that you like to follow?
2: I think it's the 60s. I think it's the hippie movement. I think it's, you know, the Summer of Love, all of that, that era. Mm -hmm. That's where um, a lot of, you know, the 27 Club, all of that stuff plays into. Mm -hmm. So that's why now I'm going up into the canyons where all that history, rock and roll history is
0: that And you definitely like rock and roll I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a big music lover. So well let's get started. Let's start with one of my favorites is uh, Carole King's uh, house. Um, I did want to mention that I absolutely adored that album Tapestry when I was yeah. younger.
2: And that's where she took the picture with her cat, Telemachus. And we were talking about that. Her cat, Telemachus. Isn't that a cool name? Um, yeah, she she actually did music and then tapestry there in the house. Uh, she reported that there there was a bad divorce that had happened in the house. That's maybe where some of the spirits or whatever came from. But it was Courtney Cox that actually has come out into the public. And she does talk about it constantly saying how it's haunted and that's what ran her out of the house so did courtney
0: own it after carol king
2: yes and they actually did a seance there and courtney cox is saying how she was so just you know mesmerized by carol king she didn't even pay attention to the seance but she did say that a ups driver came up and that the driver was like do you know your house is haunted and she's like what and there's somebody standing behind you and she talks about it. she's been on Howard Stern. She's she's been on all kinds of shows talking about this. So mm-hmm. she's real vocal about it. Which I mean, if they both say it, it's haunted. It must be haunted.
0: <laughs> and d- did she live there very long, or did uh, Carol King live there
2: very long? Carol King lived there for a long time. Courtney Cox not so much. Yeah, and, but she hightailed it out of there after all of those occurrences happened. So yeah, she put it up for sale. And, and, you know, when I went by there, there was a lady out there watering, and she didn't seem bothered. And I didn't want to bug her, and I didn't want to say anything or disturb any of the residents of these homes. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know who she was. I just did my little video and got out of there. But it's really trippy. It's got a witch's hat on the front of it that's you know
0: oh the house it, itself looks yeah like the a... house
2: itself has a witch's hat which is so cool i love those houses
0: maybe that's a portal then maybe because well it seems like a bad divorce why would that necessarily create a haunting i'm not saying it wouldn't have a bad vibe but that's
2: what carol king had said that there was a really bad divorce. well you know i've been through a bad divorce so yeah it could cause a really (laughs) bad vibe so that happens but i don't know about a haunting i don't know right you know i don't know who died in the house or what's going on but there's definitely a male spirit there
1: Mm. yeah
0: Mm. it doesn't sound like it bothered carol king too much no
2: she probably sang to it <laughs> <laughs> with Telemachus by her side. <laughs> and, and you would think Courtney Cox wouldn't be so freaked out being in all these movies in the Scream franchise, but obviously she is a scaredy cat. And she doesn't like it, you know, mm. even though she's typecast as that, you know, out of respect to her, you know, I don't blame her. If you're living with that kind of things going on, it would it would freak me out, too.
0: Yeah, I think she was living by herself at the time, too, Probably, so yeah. that would be a little more frightening. Of course, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a total scaredy cat when I'm by myself. <sighs> Me, too. I mean, I, I'm the kind of person, I'll scream. Yeah, oh, I'll <laughs> run out
2: of somewhere, but then I'll go back in. <laughs> but then I'll be like, okay, the, let's go.
0: <laughs> when, with others, it's not so bad, but by myself, like, people that, like, stay at night by themselves in one room in some of those, you know, shows, ghost hunting shows, I would never be able to do that. I'd never sleep.
2: Y- yeah, I mean, have you been alone here?
0: No, I will not be alone in this this lodge either. I I will say I've been downstairs for maybe forty five minutes in the daytime, mm-hmm. but even then I I made sure all the exits were easy to get yeah. to and uh, no I, and I will not be here by myself like Michael at some at times because even though it's a friendly haunting,
2: it's still haunted. It's still haunted. It's still haunted.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm just you know maybe I need to get more comfortable with it, but I I haven't quite gotten over that jumpiness.
2: I don't. I mean, I've been doing this for all my life, and I've never gotten over it. And I'm still scared. And I still <laughs> go into places, and I feel like woo. And there's been places where I don't want to go into. Yeah. So yeah, you and I'm not like I've said. I'm not. I'm not clairvoyant. Any of these things, but you do get feelings.
0: Well, then you 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 could be a sensitive. Maybe. You know, you know, I think that the psychic side of uh, ghost investigating, if people do it long enough, I think it just becomes part of what they do. But they d- don't call it that right. because it's like it's just it, it opens up on its own.
2: It it has definitely.
0: And, and so whatever you want to call it, there's so many different kinds of abilities. Like some people like um, they're sensitive. They call them sensitives. Yeah. And um, some people are, are like sponges and they'll just absorb so that the, the clear they call them the clairs i think that's so funny clairvoyant clairsentient Clare. that's not the only way to be uh open to the other world right you know so and i think the more you do anything you get better at it you yeah. get more experience you start trusting things you said well oh, yes. that happened to me before and you know i feel
2: you- sadness a lot you know i i do i feel that that's an overwhelming emotion that i'll get sometimes like god this is a bummed out feeling mm-hmm. you know and, and it, because of the circumstances well what have happened with the hauntings so yeah at uh carol king's house i didn't feel like that at all i was like excited to be up there and i've watched so many other people do their shows and their little you know their videos on it that it was exciting for me to find it mm-hmm. and the big thing with me is, is like coming up to the houses and then finally seeing them mm. and they're so much bigger than you imagine i mean it's it's different seeing them on your tv and sure. you're actually there you're like wow this place is huge this is truly a mansion
0: you Mm, know sure yeah i I would have loved to be in that seance that would have been fun right do you know who owns it now no oh.
2: i just seen the lady out there but right. i don't i don't i have no clue who oh. she sold it to and you know see now if
0: i had been there i probably would have gone up to that lady i have no qualms about that part
2: i didn't want to because <laughs> i had my friend in the car who kind of suffering from early onset of dimension i was taking him out oh. and so that's why i was like let me just go and then get back to him yeah. and it was taking him on a little tour of the canyons with me so that was cool oh that was yeah. nice yeah. So now
0: is is the other one the, that you mentioned uh, before the show, Dan Aykroyd's, is that near there?
2: Yes, it's not too far from there. That's Woodrow Wilson Drive. And that's like on a little, uh, it's almost like on a hidden cul-de-sac. And.
0: Uh, oh, we have a question.
2: Yes. I, hello. Can I ask you advice on my ghost encounter? That's Okay. You know, his
0: English is not as first. Yeah. Go ahead and okay. ask. We'll, we'll yeah. keep talking while you're putting your thoughts together. Yeah.
2: Um, so Dan Aykroyd bought the home, which was originally Mama Cass Elliot, which I've been doing a lot of research and I found out that she did not like being called Mama Cass. Really? Yeah. And, and I've heard this a lot now. So we're just going to call her Cass because if she didn't like it, no disrespect, you know, and and the her home being the mecca of 60s rock haven i also read that um you know that she didn't have like a crash pad This was a house that people had to be invited to, or she would have barbecues Mm. on the weekends. Mm. This was some place that you had to call before showing up. It was, you know, her true home. And you had everybody from, you know, uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Joni Mitchell hanging out in the front yard, the Monkees. I mean, everybody was just hanging out there with her, Mm. making music. And, you know, she died at 32, very young um horrible rumors about her death you know but in in the end she died in her sleep like a heart attack
0: oh i i had always heard she'd choked to death that was the one of the rumors yeah yeah for, that's of her horrible weight.
2: yes and oh. and she didn't and uh it's okay uh she you know she died in her sleep what a way to go you know and um so what ended up happening was dan Aykroyd bought the house and mm and right away things kind of started happening and he is really vocal he's gone on like joe rogan all these shows and has talked about how a bigger ghost crawled into bed with him and he kind of snuggled up to it and went to bed and didn't really think anything of it but he wants to think it's Cass. that was his inspiration for ghostbusters right house and the things that went on there, which I find so cool, because I'm a kid of the 80s, and I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. And that... Um that whole library ghost
0: she was so scary to me when i was a kid i want to re-watch that i loved to. that movie i adored it i it was just uh but it's been since it came out i haven't watched it again oh, you got it we yeah. went and
2: we stayed at the biltmore hotel just because it was filmed there oh uh, so i took my daughter and we like all and you know that has a whole black dahlia thing and everything the the biltmore but um that was filmed you know the ghostbusters there ah. so dan Aykroyd um ended up putting it on the market no one would rent it no one would buy it okay and he had to disclose you know that there was some paranormal stuff going on there and uh, you know beverly d'angelo she was married to al pacino she's in the vacation movies you know who she is mm-hmm. right i mean she started in hair and you know she's like uh, you know in the music too you Know, um, she said, and I just watched this that she was looking up houses and that it she was drawn to this house, she had no idea. You know, she calls up somebody and they said, That's Dan and Diane's house. She's, Oh, I know them, I'm gonna call them, right? Mm. And she does, and she offers way less because at the time and i and she's on a ghost hunters episode talking about this i'm almost like mimicking exactly what she's saying but she's a single mom Mm. she offers less money Mm -hmm. and she was drawn to it well things started happening and the first night that she spent the night in the house she was there alone turned on a fire and thought you know the only thing that would make this better is some music she heard the cd player click and she went over to it just kind of you know brushed it off put it on it was like some bluesy music shouts a couple friends freak out in the bathroom a <laughs> couple weeks later like like really freaking out where she had to like calm people down and be like no it's okay blah blah, blah. and you know she talks to them and then um she said that there was a time that there was things on her mantle that she was laying down just started moving right in front of her.
0: Okay, that's always freaky. Things moving by themselves. And it
2: really was moving. And mm. she can contest and she talks about it that they were actually moving around. Mm. So that's haunted, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I mean, Dan Aykroyd talks about She talks about the only person that doesn't want to talk about or doesn't talk is Renee Zellweger nothing she is mum's the word on that
0: house interesting
2: but i drove up to it and parked in beverly D'Angelo. sorry (laughs) (laughs) sorry it was really sorry but but it was so cool like to actually that the gates were open and i did my little video and i'm like let's get out of here that is really cool i did not want no one to come out or you know i mean i would tell her i'm sorry i'm just you know i'm interested in your stories but Yeah. yeah that was cool that's 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 a creepy house
0: huh All right, so we have a question here from Filippo in France. Uh, I leave a nightclub very drunk. I fall asleep in a park and wake up covered in ectoplasm. I see four large ghosts run away. Why do they ectoplasm me? Is this strange? So assuming that I, ectoplasm is kind of a goo, right?
2: I guess that's like slimer from Ghostbusters, <laughs> let's tie it in. So it's like Slimer. No, I don't know. I, I don't really know of anybody that has actually, or I've never really read a whole lot about that. The only thing that I've read or seen or anything about ectoplasma or anything like that is like the Amityville horror when, the, when it was oozing down the walls.
0: I did read something in The Feminine Macabre, but I can't remember about this woman who goes inside this closed in in container and I believe there's some ectoplasm or something. She's like a very old school psychic. Oh, um, she's alive too. But I can't remember the details. Uh, he, but he wants to know why they would choose him. Well, what, what do you think that could be that they were attracted to him?
2: Maybe he was uh, messing with some stuff or it could be um, even ancestors. I think ancestors come back. I think that people that you love and that you know, they let you know that they're they're still here with you sometimes.
1: If I can jump in too, um, one of the things, of course, that the Native Americans believed is, especially if he was drinking, is that alcohol tends to open you up to a lot of spiritual demonic stuff, everything else, that it's really kind of not a good thing in some ways.
0: Yeah, my dad talks about that with spirit attachments is they can definitely come in really easily when you drink really and if he was very drunk plus he's sort of out in a park um let's say maybe he's sensitive to yeah. spirits without knowing it it would yeah. be kind of a you know
2: yeah all and
0: those factors
2: i would definitely talk out loud to what he thinks if they're following him if it just happened in an isolated incident you know it's just that time you mm. were in the wrong place at the wrong time if you were scared, I'm sorry that happened to you. But I think that you should talk to them and tell them, you know, if it scares you, leave me alone. This is my body. This You know what I mean? Like, don't scare me type of thing. But I, I think that's wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's a wild that's, story. That's a wild story.
0: And he said he, he looked like he was covered in pearls. That is wow. crazy. I don't, I
2: don't, yeah, that's that. That's scary to wake up and You know,
0: where am I? You know, well, at least he was not hurt.
2: Yeah. And it was just that. So, I mean, I would talk to them.
0: That's good advice.
2: Yeah, just talk to them. And, and everybody should do that if they feel a malevolent spirit in your house or something like that, you know.
0: What would you go to the ghost invest investigation book? Nonfiction like a ghost hunter's Bible. Ooh, there's so many. There's
2: so many um i liked uh haunted hollywood by laurie jacobson i like that book i got signed by her she's cool the ghosts of hollywood um i've been told like by craig owens that the encyclopedia of haunted places isn't good and that a lot of this stuff is not true mm-hmm. so i've been schooled on that you're very welcome i hope all is well in france thank you for tuning in um i've, I've just think that like um that book and the stuff that I've researched to, it's false. So I think that a lot of these ghost hunters or paranormal people, they make a lot of stuff up, which isn't cool for people like myself and mm-hmm. Craig and other people that we're actually doing this for real. Mm-hmm. We're not making things up. We're going by the facts. We're figuring it out. What is real? What is not? Let's mm-hmm. let's figure it out. The truth. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he could always read Craig's book, even though it's not really related to uh, yes. his question, but it's a great
1: book.
2: Yes. Haunted by History by Craig Owens. We just pugged your book, Craig. <laughs> I, think
0: that,
1: I think, too, guys, that, that some of the old tried and true stuff is what I, I understand starting out. You know, the, the K2 meters or the EMF yeah. meters are great. Um, Recorders, so you're looking for EVPs. Of course, Jeff Mandel, our friend's been on the show often. He's an expert on EVPs and enhancing them and so forth. But a lot of it is is just the basic stuff. And and I think a lot of um, the stuff I've read, especially if you're just getting into the idea of paranormal investigation, is just some of the old tried and true stuff to start with that.
0: Yeah, even your phone. The other thing, this is kind of a very old publication, but Fate Magazine has been around for over 50 years reporting on everything from paranormal to the aliens. And what's nice about it, it has a lot of stories with regular people yeah. writing yeah. in their, their paranormal stories. That's and cool. it's you can order the back issues. And so I got, Ooh. you know, for the first time I had... I guess I had a, um, a subscription for last year, and I really enjoyed it because it had such a mix. And it will yeah. have strange stories of people like that have that. been haunted, but this also got a lot of alien stuff. But she was—they were publishing this well before a lot of the stuff like ancient aliens yeah. and all the ghost uh, TV shows. It's—it's it's like got a long history, and he could like go there and, and look through the back issues and see if there's something that maybe speaks to him about his particular.
1: Uh, I've got to share this story with Holly, because she has not been here in the lodge in a little bit. And the lodge where we do our broadcast from is definitely haunted. I think we've pretty much verified that. But we had a group here not so long ago, and actually Jeff Mendel was here with them, and uh, Master Chaos, and a few of his friends ghost hunting. And we're in the lodge room, and I was using one of the, the EMF meters. And as I'm walking around the room, you would get spikes, but never in the same place, which is really bizarre, because it's... You know if it's an electrical thing or a conduit or something it's always going to be stationary and this it would be like in one place and then it would be in another part of the room and then another part of the room like it was moving around um, which was super cool and every once in a while you would just kind of run into it as you were walking around as well in different parts of the room so then after everybody came out and they were in the hallway and there'd been nobody in the lodge room for a while and i thought i'm gonna go back in and, and walk the room again just by myself and see Nothing. I, I, I couldn't run into anything. It was just completely Ooh. completely dead. And so I brought the meter with me and I came out in the hallway where everybody was and suddenly I started hitting peaks there in the hallway. So whatever it was, it actually <laughs> followed us out into the hallway and where there had been no nothing there before, all of a sudden it's like little, you know, peaks in the meter. Um, and, and exactly where they were sitting. So it was one of the coolest things. But the whole idea that again, you know, it wasn't stationary. It was just in was different parts of the guys. room, like it was moving <laughs> around. It, was it, it tripped me right out too. for sure.
0: yeah so to quickly answer your question about craig's book i believe it's on amazon you can also follow him on instagram Bazaar, los angeles uh but i'm pretty sure it is on amazon if not just let us know and i'll i'll shoot you a link to it um but let's talk a little bit more about dan Aykroyd's house um what i thought was cool was he seems to have used it as an inspiration it doesn't sound like he was necessarily frightened by it but i don't know No, I don't think
2: that he was frightened by it. I think that it was definitely um, life-changing that he did write scripts on it. And Mm -hmm. he did, you know, feel this. And it made him a believer Mm -hmm. because he lived through it. So that's really cool in itself that, you know. I guess
0: that's why Ghostbusters was so... Good. Yeah. I didn't know it was based on something. Yeah. and then Or inspired the by real events and, um, in a sense.
2: Hi, Ashley. Thank you for joining
0: us. And you can get it,
2: yes, off of Amazon. And that's scary with the big black demon. Um, yeah, and um, Dan Aykroyd, the fact that he talks about it so much and has gone on to still talk about it, so I think it made a big effect on his life. Yeah. And in the movie, it even has somebody getting into bed with him.
0: That's right. I forgot. I've got to go rewatch it. You that got movie. to rewatch it. I might even do it tonight. <laughs> so, what that's other cute. places in that area have you mm-hmm. gone to? Okay, so um, coming
2: out from there, then we're gonna go down by where the Houdini Mansion is at, and that's Lookout Mountain Road and um, Laurel Canyon Boulevard. And there has been so many reports on this horse and buggy coming out, causing car accidents. Cops have seen this. People have seen this. Wow and it's a phenomenon and it's in all my books so i've gone down there quite a few times i mean i broke into the houdini mansion sorry years ago (laughs) years ago before there was a fence on it and that's like right where lookout mountain road comes down and the houdini mansions right here and you could be able to get onto the grounds before Uh. that's when it was in ruins Mm. so um And then right around the corner is, like, one of my favorites that I have, you guys, I have been researching off the hook is Rick Rubin's Mansion. And that's where Red Hot Chili Peppers have filmed Blood Sugar Sex Magic, LCD Sound System, Slipknot's Corey Taylor, the singer. He has talked about it so much that he's going to write a book about it.
0: Wow. Um,
2: Wow. Somebody, um, one of the guitar players from Slipknot, I don't want to mess up his name, but he said around four o'clock every morning that his amp would act funny um john frisante from the red hot chili peppers is the only one that thinks they're like cool and he likes them (laughs) that's cool john i just think that's so awesome and then um i found an old mtv interview where they went in there and they were talking about how haunted the house was and on the album blood sugar sex magic if you look this up there is an actual picture of an orb that they left in there oh yeah and that's an actual picture of Uh at the house and um if anybody knows rick rubin please rick can i just photograph your house just from the outside i just want (laughs) to photograph just the outside of it because i'm so into all these stories and um like i mean jay-z's 99 problems was uh done there so many artists
0: well i see it seems like we've talked about this on other shows about the connection to music and spirits yeah and how you can use it to attract Uh, A spirit playing, uh, we've got a lot of shows we talked about. So it makes sense that some of these homes were the homes of people that were musicians.
2: Yeah, well, this was Errol Flynn's home to begin with, the mansion. And um, the murder that took place there was this man, 1918, I guess flung his wife off the balcony. Ooh. You know, I'd have to do a little bit more research, but everything I've read online and I've looked up and everything is, that's what it's caused from. Hmm. And, and then um, Flea talks about it, how they uh, brought some psychics into the house and they said there was a lady ghost there. Mm-hmm. And on the MTV interview, you guys could look this up. Um, you know, John Forsante, he's like pointing up and he's like, everybody's scared of there. And um, they did a documentary called Funky Monks and they filmed it all in the mansion.
0: Funky Monks. Funky Monks. Were they really monks?
2: It's just the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Beans. <laughs> that's the name of their okay. documentary. Funky Monks. Funky so, Monks. Um, but that's all shot in black and white. Mm-hmm. And they were making Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which is one of their biggest albums ever. That's where Under the Bridge is from. Mm. You know, so um I'm fascinated by that. And, you know, I seen, I've seen that Funky Monks, I don't know how many times. Mm-hmm. And I recently, when I went and I was doing going around Laurel Canyon... Um, I tried to park to go by to look at the Rick Rubens, but it's so dangerous crossing Laurel County Boulevard. So I didn't do it. But what's weird was I found a chair on the street and I put it in the car. <laughs> And it's like a wooden chair and it's like a swivel chair. And you guys, it's from the sixties. I mean, it's Aww. just so old and it looks like it's like trees, like like oh. wood. So I have
0: that in my work. That is such a nice <laughs> I was gift.
2: Like Thank you, Laurel Canyon. Yeah, maybe the spirits like you. They <laughs> they they gave me a chair. Especially
0: since it reminds you of the sixties.
2: It did. It was like this, and, and then it's like, has all these things that it was imported to California. Mm. So that was neat. Yeah. And, um, but Laurel Canyon definitely has a lot of energy. A lot of hippies would just go walking through there. The music would be playing. Um, you know, uh, David Crosby just had passed away and I was see um, reading and seeing that everybody up there was playing their music after he passed. Cause that's where they made all that music at. So mm. long live rock and roll, huh?
0: Hmm. I wonder if, I mean, if it's a lot different, the energy than when it was in the 60s. Like, because a lot of people now that live there, it's not, they're not necessarily um, part of that creative movement.
2: I think the Charles Manson thing killed it. I Mm. think the summer of love was over when those hippies went up there and killed Sharon Tate and all of her friends. Yeah, And, uh, you know, where Dan Aykroyd's house is at. The, the Cass Elliott house, right in back of that was Wojtek forkowski's and Abigail Filcher's house before they moved into Cielo Drive. So Cass knew everybody there except for Stephen Parent that died that night. She was friends with everybody. Wow. And that made everybody, Michelle Phillips from the Mamas and the Papas talks about it, how that made everybody in the 60s be paranoid. People were sleeping with guns underneath
0: their pillows. It made people just change. So that whole element... What's really weird, but just again, since I like synchronicities, um, I'm reading, my father is an expert on JFK and okay. the assassination. And um, he wrote, his recent book he wrote is on just the day, November 22nd through the 24th. And what, you know, sort of a play-by-play of all of what happened to Kennedy. But that era of, of being frightened by something horrific, yeah, it was also the decade of assassinations. There you go. And it seems like, in a weird way it's kind of tied together yeah. particularly because with jfk there was a conspiracy yeah and it's never been fully solved so True. it it all seems to have like to me this ripple effect because at one point you know there was this great promise mm-hmm. that was really the lid was put on and yeah. i think it changed america it like i'm not all for the hippies and of themselves some of the stuff they did they weren't right. great to, to women for one thing right but at the same time, there was something creative and hopeful about
2: people
0: people like speaking up. And yeah. and I, I wonder if we've ever really kind of recovered from that as a country.
2: I don't think so. I think we've gone backwards in a yeah. lot of ways because our rights are being taken from us as women also, too. And that was, you know, burn your bra, get out there, protest. Right. Women had a, a say-so more. Now it's like quiet over there you know yeah. and and then yeah the 60s was one of those times that you could you know get out there right. on your soapbox and preach and say what you feel you right know? yeah especially yeah.
0: saying what you feel like saying just what you, kind you of feel heartfelt. and it being
2: valid and and right. you know i tell everybody that how my kids and everything, your feelings are valid you yeah. know yeah. and you should be able to have a great day thank you so much
0: we're talking to the people that are Visiting us through chat, which we're really happy to have yes. on the show. Thank you all for chatting with each other and for your questions so far. And we'll check in with you in a couple more minutes. So let's move on to okay. the the one that you also mentioned before the show, the canned heat house. I'd never heard that story and tell us about what that was like and what is what is the Canned Heat House haunting?
2: So the Canned Heat House was, you know, the members of Canned Heat, Bob Height, The Bear, and Alan Blindell Wilson. They came together for this blues music, which they were at Woodstock. They were very, you know, prominent in the late 60s. And what ended up happening was um, <clears throat> the first house that was built there got uh, demolished by like the stream. Cause it's like, you know, the water comes through. You know, it flew down. There's actually pictures online that show the the demolish of it, you know. And then what ended up happening was um, <clears throat> Blind Owl, Alan Blind Owl Wilson, he was born on 4th of July. He died September 3rd, 1970. He died one year after Brian Jones. He died, and then a couple weeks later, Jimi Hendrix died. Then Janice died, and then Jim wow. Morrison died. Wow. They were all 27 these are the founding members of the 27 club right mm. but but blind owl is somebody that they don't talk about as much because mm. he you know he was an introvert they say he was depressed they a lot of things say his friends don't say it but a lot of people say you know he he was just uh, on the scale of autism because he was so smart but he was so introverted and people swear that's not the truth but he was depressed he didn't talk about suicide but he went to sleep up there the night he he did this a lot he was a botanist he was he went to school for this he loved nature Mm. and what other place to be in nature than topanga canyon Mm. how beautiful it is up there so he took his sleeping bag and this was the night before um they were supposed to go on a trip to germany on tour didn't show up which wasn't not like him because he didn't like to fly he didn't like to travel and he hated touring Mm -hmm. and they found him in a sleeping bag up there and um Cause of death was ruled a barbiturate overdose. He still had four pills in his pocket. No suicide note. And people say that he's there. And, um, you know, I I went up there and there used to be like a bridge that went over that you could actually like walk across. That's all gone. They took that all down. You have to hike down to it now. And it is kind of dangerous. I'm not going to lie. Like the structure is completely trashed. Mm. And it's all graffitied up and everything, but that's the Canned Heat House. And that band is just kind of like, has a lot of, um. that guy Bob Height, he was given heroin by a fan and went into a coma. And wow. his friends tried to give him cocaine, and that killed him. They took him to another house, and he died. I don't know what they thought. Oh, mm-hmm. let's give him an upper downer, upper downer, and then, you know, and he passed away. Yeah. So it's kind of that band's full of tragedy And, um, but a blind owl Wilson, he died underneath the stars up there behind the Mm -hmm. candy house. And it's still there. Wow. Now, do you know how he got that name blind Mm -hmm. owl? So he was technically blind. And what I've read that when he forgot his glasses one time, they were at a wedding and he put his guitar in a wedding cake how embarrassing (laughs) poor guy how embarrassing that he was so he could not see so bad that he didn't he couldn't even recognize his own band members wow so they called him blind owl Mm. and he had like the little chubby faces you know so that's what they called him and that's where he got that from but he was technically blind and he didn't drive and they said that he um was in a car accident because he couldn't drive and yeah
0: poor guy well, Al is associated with wisdom and magic. And he was. And he mm-hmm.
2: was all of that. And, you know, botanist. And all right. Those things. So, yeah, he was a little sorcerer of the canyon over there, you know, <laughs> in his own, you know, way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he passed away over there and 27 Club,
0: one of the founding members. Now, did you pick up anything when you were there?
2: Uh, I was just more about not falling into anything and being careful. (laughs) Being physically safe. Physically trying to be careful because it was it's so ruined. And I did not go into the structure. Like I just took pictures on the side because it just looks like it could fall down and I wasn't gonna go and that's one thing. I I don't anymore my younger self would have trudged right through it. I'm not trying to get a tetanus shot. I'm not trying to go to the emergency room, right. going into these places. It's like, get the shots, get the, the footage, and then you know, kind of go respectfully. So that's
0: where we're That's at. a good reminder of being physically safe when you're hunting, uh, going ghost hunting, yeah. especially like if you go at night somewhere and you can't yes. see yes. the little pitfalls and that's- I don't go
2: at night anymore, really. Mm. And that's because of my own safety. That's because I don't want to run into any humans that are up to something. Yeah. I would never go to the Cannon heat house alone at night i've had a couple people say don't go there alone i'm not gonna go alone you know but even you never know the world's changed and i don't want to get robbed or going into these places in the canyons you know it's 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 dangerous
0: well i think any desolate place technically could be dangerous around except certain parts of the world maybe but even then that could have changed by now but because that's where people go that also want to do something mischievous as you said you know yeah
2: and it is kind of (laughs) mischievous uh crawling down a canyon in my fur coat going across the little river going and it is it's fun it's like a rush it's like don't get caught but i mean there was other people up there and there was people like gathering mushrooms and stuff there was like people there was ladies there by themselves Mm. a son and um his father were there and i told them whose house it was Mm. they didn't even know and i was like like, you're at the can heat house mm. you know so that's it's it's cool and, the, and you know they did all those really cool songs
0: mm-hmm.
2: so um <clears throat> i listened to them recently just a channel before i came on the podcast and he was so talented mm. and he was like coming out with uh, james lee hooker like gonna he was teaming up with them hooker and he and all these things so it was like all these blues artists were coming together and then he passed away and then bob hyatt passed away
0: yeah, that's so sad. Drugs are bad. Yeah. Oh, that's the danger of them, mm-hmm. afraid. I mean, you're yeah. taking a risk. Yeah you know and now even even knowing that people will still do it and i i I guess i understand you know a lot of times when people become addicted to drugs is is because they have a deep pain yeah though sometimes it's experimentation you know
2: yeah and it could lead to more you know down the road but a lot of these musicians you know they're they're surrounded by yes people nobody's telling them like hey man you you know you should do this and that you should like you know, it's like no, take more. Let's have fun. This life's a party, and life ends for them.
0: Well, the other thing has to do with the romance of the artist, and uh, if you read, um, I mean, we all get attracted. I think, including me, to people that died or suffered in whatever genre that were interested in but there's also other people that had even happy lives (laughs) i mean you you think that though though it is true there are some incredibly incredibly talented people that suffered and died young in different centuries so there's there is um something to to sometimes the artistic personality that makes them super sensitive to life yeah And we, as a culture, I think maybe there's certain periods that have supported artists better. Like, I would say this is not a good period for the true artist, the true, the person that does something because they love the art, at least in the Western world, because there's so much commercial music, commercial writing. Yes. And there's so much pressure to do that. And of course, now we also have the visual that you have to look a certain way to be an artist, which you don't. No, you you don't. You could... Look, look like at pink floyd you, you, you don't even <laughs> to be honest yeah. you don't even have to look cool being no. cool is being yourself so that's to right. me that's what's cool that's what's cool. whatever yeah. style is you right we sense that like well that person's in touch with themselves you know that's why they can wear that bow tie you know whatever it is right. that makes them them yeah you know but i think that that that's one reason why You know the artist the real artist personality and not the posers and people that want the lifestyle and yeah they care about their their art yeah now that doesn't mean all artists are good people this is something i've had to come to terms with (laughs) when you find out someone that you really care about was incredibly talented but not a nice person yeah but you can't ignore necessarily that they were a great artist
2: yeah their music.
0: yeah whatever it is that they contributed to the society
2: that's
0: right so but there's there's you know but then on the other hand there's this we we romance that idea that you have to to be great you have to do that and that's not true no you don't have to do drugs no. you don't have to You don't have
2: to change right you don't have to be somebody you're not for you know the record companies which mm-hmm. is what's going on which a lot of people talk about yeah you know and uh, they change people for the commercial exactly yeah. what you said so mm-hmm. and these young tragic artists that don't know their way and they're so young and they don't know and they get up into these lifestyles and then you know tragedy hits
0: yeah i can't imagine being that young i mean i wouldn't have been necessarily smart thinking in my 20s if i had that kind of notoriety and attention right. and availability and right peers doing things so you never everybody's know everybody's
2: saying yes to you Mm -hmm. Everybody giving you everything you wanted, living in these places, just a disposable amount of money. Yeah, you're going to get into some trouble if you're young because, you know, history shows that.
0: Well, now they're showing that the brain takes till the age of 25 to fully develop and not like 20. We watched a documentary on that. So that's interesting that it's that you. So before that time, you can make all kinds of mistakes, you know, because you're not it's not fully developed. Wow. Yeah. So that, and then you play That's in true. the alcohol and the drugs, which of course yeah. has a great influence on your judgment ability. But, well, getting back to your own adventures. So, uh, there was one house, I know we're going to get away now. Uh, was there anything else you want to say in the Topanga Canyon a- area, though? So we've done the Laurel Canyon, Topanga Canyon area. Yeah,
2: that that's pretty much it, unless I go up to a couple more of them. But um, I did go to the Paramount Studios recently, and I did go to um, this restaurant called The Old Place. Hmm which they filmed um, Twin Peaks. I love that show. I just started watching it again, and it's so creepy. It uh, is. It's creepy. The Backwards Room and all that stuff. I forgot. Mm -hmm. I was young when that came out, and it was kind of taboo to watch it Mm -hmm. back when it very first came out. And now that I'm revisiting it and I'm going to these places that they filmed it, David uh-huh. Lynch is a trip. And that that place called the Old Place, they you know, a lot of uh, old cowboy Western artists went in there. But they did film X-Files and Twin Peaks in there.
0: I just watched all of the X-Files. Oh, wow. I started during the pandemic because I'd never really watched a whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. And we were fans of Chris Carter's show Millennium. Okay. We loved that show. So we were watching that and never got into it. So I decided to watch the whole thing. And and there every now and then I would sort of lose interest, but then there would be one episode. I'd be like, yeah. oh, you know. And uh, so, I mean, it's definitely worth watching through the whole thing if you like the paranormal. And they yeah. were, I could see where they were groundbreaking. It uh, was. That, that, and
2: it wasn't his sister the one that was abducted and that's why he was trying to figure it out right yeah, That was the, the whole basis the premise of, of yeah yeah
0: his fox molder is yeah. searching for his sister who he, he believes he saw abducted by aliens right so so yeah it's complicated
2: it is so is twin peaks <laughs> and i love complicated shows with all their little spin-offs and all of their stuff it just keeps me so you know i can't sit down for nothing usually to watch a show but those ones yeah
0: yeah, I I do like now. I I hardly ever get through a whole um, reality TV ghost investigation. I usually fall asleep. But the paranormal yeah. shows that are fictional, I I do. I mean, I can't believe I watched the whole, how many seasons was it? I don't know. It was a lot of the X Files.
2: Yeah, so a lot.
0: But I'm glad I did. I yeah. I, I did enjoy it. I think they. It's that, cool. Chris love, Carter has an it. interesting mind for sure. So so let's move then to Long Beach. There was a place you visited that I wanted you to talk about, the Bem, Bembridge House. Is that yeah. how you say it, Bembridge?
2: Bembridge. So that,
0: Bembridge. that one, um, the little bit I know about it, is quite tragic. So tell me the story of that particular house.
2: Um, Dorothy Bembridge uh, grew up in this house since the early 1900s. And her, her father bought it, and she lived there. And um, she had some tragedies happen there, but she was alone in the house. She was a music teacher. She was a pianist and she was, um, you know, local music teacher. And in 1990 at Drake Park, that's like right next to where the house is at. There was transient handyman and he, she hired him a couple times. But this guy broke in a couple times and was stealing from her. So she ended up prosecuting him and putting him in jail for nine years. Nine years is a very long time. Nine years is a long time to sit there and fester of your revenge. Okay, that's what I think that this whole thing came about. And in 1999, he got out. Three weeks later, he strangled Dorothy in her backyard. 89 years old. That's like grandma. Like, he did that to her. And they found her, the neighbors, and it's really sad. And um, I toured it not even a month ago, maybe a month ago at that. All of her stuff is still in the house, from her little coffee cups to her Afghans to her towels. Everything that she used, they basically, when she passed away, they made this house like a time capsule Mm. to Dorothy. And you can go and you can tour it on Tuesdays. And um, one Saturday a month, I think. And um, it's old, uh, Queen Anne style. It has a beautiful little garden on the side. But there, it's just such a stigmatism with it that, that she died there.
0: So why was it not sold then? Nobody wanted to sell it? She the had no Long relatives? The Beach or?
2: Historical Society took it. Oh. And they wanted to tear it down. And um, thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, TJ, hello. Thank you. <laughs> Um, they wanted to actually tear it down, and little Dorothy Bembridge saved her home. Oh, before
0: she was murdered
2: murdered in it. Like that one really—that's
0: so sad. I mean, you don't usually think of a thief turning into a murderer. He must have had some other nine years. I know, but that seems like it's going against what yeah. you learn on Law and Order.
2: Yeah, <laughs> The right. profiles. He, he, he just did not even care. And um, so looking up my all of my stuff, Two people were gunned down. Did you look that up too recently? Mm-hmm. Two people were shot and murdered outside of that house at a party that they were parking by the Ben Bridge very recently. Oh my and their, god! And their families are um, coming out and uh, talking about this. And that happened right there on that block. Wow. Yeah, really creepy.
0: Story. So now maybe there's a little bit of some sort of darkness, or maybe it was there before. If if one researched far back enough, that's possible.
2: Yeah, and I did my research on her, and I found her to be just an awesome lady, a traveler. She didn't have any kids, and she was one of the last passengers on the Queen Mary.
1: Oh, wow. And she
2: has in the home, if you tour it, she has, like, her little Queen Mary book. I mean, her, her bag, RMS Queen Mary, all of her stuff, and all the places she had been, and um she was a fascinating woman she was a tiny little woman mm. they have like a cutout of her uh, in the house which is kind of creepy <laughs> i'm not gonna lie you guys because i was kind of <laughs> creepy when they brought this out of the closet i was like that's her like oh my god so they left her that mm. cardboard cutout in the window
0: Oh, that's really a little and bizarre.
2: People were saying they thought Sorry. that it was her gut, but it was a cutout. And I mean, I'm not kidding oh. you. I have pictures of it. It's like that big. This little cutout of her. She was a tiny little woman. She sewed all this stuff. But what a uh, tragedy with that house. Mm. And um, the lady that does like she's like the docent. She is pretends she's like an actress. She talks about like how she is Dorothy and she's letting you into her house mm. and. and she was like, Oh, what brings you here? And I'm all, Oh, I heard it's haunted. She's like, you
0: think my house is haunted? I'm like, Yeah, that's so cool. So, I think we had one more question we can get to about, except now it's passed, so I'm not sure. Uh, we have a comment from John. Hello, Chad. I feel Holly is a very passionate lover. I get them vibes for sure. I'm very rarely wrong. Woohoo, Holly. Watch out for your it's fiance. The right hair. <laughs> <laughs> there was something about uh, a fairy situation, but I can't see the question now, so I, I can't look at it. Someone had some encounter, they thought, with a, a fairy, but that's not particularly what we're we're talking about today.
2: I want to believe in fairies, and I want to believe in fairy rings. I've actually researched fairy rings. Have you ever researched them?
0: I know about them, and I think I've been around some in Nova Scotia. So you've seen them? We've we've been in fairy country, and yeah, there's definitely is. like some creepy things with fairies that people think yeah. all fairies are good. Kind of some no, of the new age people. They're not
2: good. Remember Willow? <laughs> they were bad. They were bad little fairies. And um, a fairy <laughs> ring for everybody listening and tuning in. And thank you guys so much. Um, is mushrooms. Mm. that are in a ring and if you've ever seen them it's 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 quite trippy Mm. to actually see them out in the world and i've come across a couple of them and and it's literally a circle of mushrooms and they say fairies come in and out of there
0: yeah i i you know i believe in in the concept of the fairy world since i have irish background and i've lived in ireland and i've had my own sort of feelings walking through some of the more primitive parts Nova Scotia has some great places you can go safely that are quite really? pristine still the land yeah and uh, I remember we went for this hike Michael and I with a group of people and I was sort of I'm always like a little behind everybody for some reason and I really felt this like this parade of fairies and it it didn't feel safe actually it felt like and I don't I don't think they're they're bad I think it's just that that we intrude upon their world in ways that we're not aware of, we're disrespectful or we just don't understand because that's how I view it more. They're like a different kind of people. And they're, you know, that, that there's, they, they're very dignified. And also they're just not like the new age type fairies. I'm not really fond of that sort of, but I've read a lot about fairies from different people and of course in stories and things. And I certainly believe in the concept and fairy circles and, Things like that.
2: I don't know if I believe in like Tinkerbell and all that stuff. Okay. Because that's. Yeah. Okay, that's a too not, Disney. Like, yeah. Come on. We're not Disney <laughs> over here, but there could be some stuff just like trolls and other things, you know, from way before we were ever around or even think of anything. Why wouldn't there be? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was dinosaurs and there was all this and there's dinosaurs alone are weird
0: enough when you think about it. (sighs) Yeah, they are. I was so fascinated by
2: dinosaurs as a kid. Like, wow, these beasts were here. I love the La Brea Tar Pits and all the museums down here. It's like so cool to even think of that,
0: you know. So thinking about the the Dorothy Bembridge story, Mm. do you find that there are certain stories that stay with you for life, like you're a little bit haunted by what happened to them, not so much as a spirit attaching you, but just the sadness or the tragedy of it? Yeah, a lot.
2: That is why I've had to kick back on writing my book because I get nightmares and I actually start to think too much of it because they are most hauntings we've talked about it are tragedies it's not a great thing that has brought this here to this house or here you know what I mean it's suicides murders horrible accidental deaths they don't know they're dead you know and when I do my research and I get so caught up into it It messes with me. So I have to take a break from it for a while. And even though every week I'm out photographing (laughs) haunted places and I'm researching, I'm not necessarily writing it all down. Right. I feel like when I'm writing it down and I'm really researching it and I'm putting it on a paper, that starts messing with me. So I've had to kick back on that. And when I was on the show about the witch's castle about Shanda share and that girl that they lured up there over there in Illinois, Uh, that stuck with me because that girl was so young and she was tortured and stuff like that just bothers me. Uh, Yeah. Sharon Tate, that whole thing bothers me being an Angelino, And I mean, that happened, you know, years before I was born, Uh, it still bothers me going up to David's like that stuff, you know, and uh, yeah. Uh, those things there's always that tie into the family and all of that creepy stuff that stays with me too you know that there are really crazy people out there and things can happen to you and yeah
0: it's true i wonder in some ways um maybe not all paranormal investigators start out this way but it's a way of trying to distance yourself enough to try to comprehend the the inhumane side of people Yeah. And and trying to wrap our minds around why and how this happens. Yeah. And in a way, because maybe if it happened a century ago, you, you can at least put some distance on it. It's not like it happened last week.
2: Right. And and I know for myself, it's made me really situational awareness about where I'm going and what I'm doing. And Yeah, I'm filming sometimes. But what people don't see is that phone is down and I'm looking where I'm walking. And I'm seeing what's around the corner. I'm checking things out before we even start that I feel comfortable that no one's going to come in and attack us or whatever's going to go on. You know, because going into these places, especially the abandoned places, it's scary. And you have to be careful and being out in the field, not just sitting behind a green screen and talking about because so many TikTok people, they're talking about And no, no, no disrespect to them because that's cool, too, because you're telling the story. But when I'm going to these places, I'm a little freaked out. I got to watch out. I can't step on a rusty nail. You know, I'm I'm a klutz. So I just rolled my ankle just coming right out of my work. Just rolled my ankle like that. I don't even know what I did. But uh, something like that happens to you in these cannons or something like yeah. that. How are you going to get out? Yeah. How are you going to get back over that river? You know what I mean? So those things. I'm going to go back to the canned heat house. Regardless of what everybody says, I'm going to go at night. I'm going to do an EVP session back there. Uh, and I want to. Are you going to live um, stream it? I, I should. You should. I should yeah I'll like make cool. an announcement and then be like I'm gonna go back there yeah. at night bring a little flashlight and go see you know and um I don't know like uh I want to do that I want to go oh man if I could only photograph like Rick Rubin's house that would be so cool you know
0: well we we want to keep talking here <laughs> it's hard we're we get in a lot of chat today and so we, we're awesome looking now. at our chat so it's very awesome I like the light. I think you should live stream it. I think that would be really interesting. That would be cool. Um, I didn't know you got nightmares, but it makes sense. Um, I get drawn into some of these stories myself just to read about them, and then I have to stop because I get, I just get really sad about the whole thing. Me too. And it makes me have
2: these nightmares. It makes me start thinking about things. Gets me a little depressed, and I got to pull myself out of that because these stories are depressing and they're sad. But the thing is, the houses are so beautiful. Yeah. With these tragic histories, and there are these beautiful Victorians that have stayed. And, like, I mean, going up to San Francisco and seeing all those beautiful homes with all their history. I mean, that's what it's about.
0: That that kind of balances out. It does,
2: because they're so pretty, and people are taking care of them. And I do want to spend the money to keep them going. I love to take the tours of these places. I purposely go by myself, usually. I know a lot of my friends
0: want to go with me. But I need to go first by myself. You don't have to worry about taking care of them or interacting with them. And you can concentrate.
2: Yeah. And then I can get the feel of it for myself first. And then I'll take people back there. Right. But I got to see the safety of it first. You know, growing up, I grew up in a like a trailer park in San Dimas by a lake with a creek in the back. So I grew up around all of that kind of stuff. Even though I'm a city girl, I still grew up, you know, making bonfires and fishing and all this stuff. So I know how to work my way. So uh, the more places I go, the more I post. And I'm at 380, Mm. maybe even more now.
0: 380 places that you've been. Yeah. That's incredible. And you do have some beautiful photographs. So you. you should all check out her Instagram holly's haunts is that the best uh and then on facebook too you have uh
2: Uh, do you believe in ghosts uh that that's not as active uh facebook hmm they don't (laughs) let they just don't let you say anything and they don't let you tell the stories now there's a lot of words that are red flagged on facebook
0: Uh. which
2: is you know uh you can't say things uh you can't you can't you can't identify and say the things that are really happening in the stories which takes from it so facebook yeah. meh, whatever yeah. that's more like to plug myself and my friends and put my funny memes but holly's haunts on my instagram that's where i'm at
0: yeah i love your photographs thank
2: you i love taking the pictures and, and they, they,
0: they there is a lot of cheerfulness in your photographs too yeah, so. they're not all dark. They're not all dark. No. And, I mean that's just a style. Some people like to do, but I like that yours is more. It's yeah. it's balanced. I would say. And
2: I like to roller skate in my sheet ghost. Oh yes, that's yeah. right. And I, and I do the, that with the I, sunglasses. I, and the sunglasses. I can't even see you guys. And I'm roller skating backwards in a in a in a sheet as a ghost. Nobody knows how hard that is. <laughs> My boyfriend knows because he seemed. I'm like, can I? Can, am I okay? Am I okay? Okay, let's go. But I can't really see. And uh, I, I go to cemeteries and I roller skate. And I keep that lighthearted. Yeah. I ask Craig. Is that disrespectful? He goes, no,
0: no, no, it's okay. Well, we're running out of time now. Thank you so much. That was really a blast. And thank you all for joining us on chat. All of you. Yes. Uh, And thank you all for listening in. Join us next time as we continue to research the esoteric and the obscure together. Have a spooky week.